So this month we are looking at the glory of joy. Amen. The glory of joy. And on Sunday, Daddy began with us on the mystery of joy. And so what I'm going to do this evening is just uh, kind of a recap and then stress on a few things and then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen and amen. Um, let's open our Bibles to the book of Galatians in chapter number 5. Galatians chapter 5. And from the verse number 22. Galatians 5 and verse number 22. And I'm reading, it said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there's no law. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, life is full of events. And sometimes some of these events are perverted by the devil just so as to frustrate God's counsel in your life. What God has preordained for us to walk in. Sometimes certain events come up and it's all designed to just... Uh, lure us into a place of submitting to the situations of life so that what God has ordained will be frustrated. Um, but in God's plan, you have been destined, you have been designed to be on top of those events. Hallelujah. And that's what the year being declared as glory is all about. It means that we are walking in a place of dominion. We are walking in a place of control. Hallelujah. And so God has designed us already to be over and above them. In Deuteronomy 28, verse number 13, he said, you shall be the head only and not the tail. So God has designed us to be on top. Now, these events that happen in our lives, actually, in a way, are opportunities for us to express what God has placed inside of us. You never see the value of light until there's darkness. You never see the value of solution until there's a problem. Amen. And uh, these events, when they come, no matter how they come, they are actually designed for the benefit of the saints. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Uh, the ability to soar over these events in glory and in splendor, God has packaged that ability into your spirit, man. Amen. Uh, God has designed it such a way that you have what it takes to ride above these challenges and show forth his praise. And these things that the Lord has placed in you at new birth, God placed these virtues in you to give you dominion over situations of life. These things are placed in the Holy Spirit and placed in your life and in your heart. And those are the read from the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says, for the fruit of the Spirit is. It means that these things are the result of the presence of this personality in our being. So at new birth, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell you and then through you begins to show forth certain fruits. And one of those fruits is what we are looking at in this month. It's called the, the, the joy of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And then joy is a virtue. It's a virtue. And Daddy told us on Sunday that it's a force to be reckoned with. Hallelujah. And um, it's important for us to understand that when we come to church and we're going through God's word, God opens our eyes to recognize these virtues that are placed in us and know how to then use them. Amen. So this is going to be talking to you um, towards the end on the boosters of joy. Things that makes joy able to work effectively in our lives. Amen. Now, let's do a recap again on the difference between joy and happiness. And we're told on Sunday that joy is not happiness. Happiness is circumstantial. 
Happiness is inspired by an outward favored event. When events favor you, you are happy. For example, um, if you buy a new car, you've not driven a car in your whole life, you get a car, you are happy. Or you marry, you are happy. Or you get a new job that pays you well, you are happy. And then we are saying that happiness is not joy. Because happiness is influenced by external factors. What it simply means is that when the things that, the things that inspire happiness, when they expire, that is how happiness also goes. But joy is a product of the presence of the Spirit of God in the life of the saint. Joy is a product of the indwelling of the Spirit of God in you. So joy is not something that is gotten externally, but it's something that comes out of you because of the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Joy is a direct result of the Holy Spirit in the saint. He's, it's a direct result of the deposit of the Holy Spirit inside of the saint. It's a result of the mingling between the saint and the Holy Spirit. When we come into union with the Holy Spirit by our new creation, that joy is birthed in our spirit man. Hallelujah. And, and because it's not externally determined or influenced by the external factors, it cannot be taken away from us. And we're told of, of that on Sunday that joy cannot be stolen. The devil cannot steal your joy. Hallelujah. But he can get your joy redundant. Your joy will not produce. And that's what I want to look at. What will make my joy, the joy of the spirit inside of me to produce? Um, joy is a product of the union between man and God. Joy is a force of the spirit that allows faith to operate to change every impossible situation. Let's check out Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 and 18. Habakkuk 3 verse 17 and 18. Joy is a force of it. I, I see the joy of God in you working and is producing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah, verse 17 says, Habakkuk 3, 17, it says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in store, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. So you can see from this text here that the circumstances around the writer of this particular scripture are contrary. It should not inspire joy. But rather, there is joy in the inside of him that I believe is about to transform those negative situations. When joy is at work in you, it doesn't matter the storms that you are facing. Joy does not conform to negative situations. Joy transforms. It's a force of the spirit hallelujah when a man loses his joy he's lost everything because actually faith cannot work in a joyless environment why because joy gains its strength from the word of god joy is established from the word of god what god has said that's where joy is established joy gains its strength from what god has said concerning your life it's not based on what is happening around you uh, the prophet said that who has believed our report who has believed our report? Joy is situated on the report of God. And that is how we're going to understand that without the abundance of God's word in your spirit, man, your joy can be very ineffective. Hallelujah. The fig tree may not blossom, but that doesn't affect my joy. Things might not work the way it's working. It's not working the way I expected, but that doesn't affect my joy. My joy is intact 
my joy produces happiness uh, situation should produce happiness but in this case the joy is one producing the happiness it's not based on what my eyes is seeing it's not based on what my, my ears are hearing not what I'm seeing going around me but what God has said from his word your joy is producing hallelujah in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ before we look at the, the, the catalyst of joy, let's look at one or two benefits of joy. What joy can do to you? We've seen a little bit. Let's focus on this beautiful story concerning Joseph in Genesis chapter 40 verse 1. And uh, this scripture goes to um, solidify the statement I've written here that it helps the saint maximize opportunities of lifting. Joy helps the saint to maximize opportunities of lifting. So Genesis chapter 40 Let's go there and verse number one down. It's a beautiful story there. There are many people who have lost great opportunities because they did not allow joy to work in them. Uh, verse one says, It came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended the Lord, their Lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with these two officers and the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison the place where joseph was confined and the captain of the guard charged joseph with them that means he put them in joseph was one taking care of them and he served them so they were in custody for a while then the butler and the baker of the king of egypt who were confined in the prison had a dream both of them each man's dream in one night and each man's dream with its own interpretation and Joseph came into them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his, of his lord's house saying, Why do you look so sad today? Now, it, it takes a joyful person to cheer up one who is sad. So it means that the disposition of Joseph in this particular text was that he was a man of joy. But we all know how this man got the situation, Joseph faithful servants served the master so diligently did everything well in fact the bible says that potiphar's business went well because of joseph why because god was with him and then we we see the story where the master's wife longed after him and he escapes the longings of the master and he lands him up in the prison so i think if there's anybody that should be bitter here it should be joseph but because his joy is not situated on the lifting he had in the former boss's house that could not affect his attitude towards work now listen when your joy is affected your attitude towards work is very bad and when your attitude towards work is bad you are depriving yourself of liftings now we see here the joyful nature of joseph made him a solution now the solution that he was to this man became a seed that was going to be used to lift him up in the future now imagine if that joseph had shut the operations of joy in his heart he wouldn't have gone close to these people he wouldn't have encouraged them he would have even helped when you read that bible says that Bible said that he helped them interpret the dream. Now, we never knew that Joseph could interpret dreams until now. The only thing we knew about him at the beginning was that he had a dream. And he didn't interpret it. They interpreted it for him. So, the, the gift of interpretation of dreams, we never saw it until in the midst of calamity. But how was that gift stirred up? Because he was walking in joy. When you are joyless, you lock down your potentials. When you lock down your potentials, you lock down your promotion. There are many people that find a work, they are doing a work, and it's not paying as they expect it to pay. 
maybe you were, as a first degree holder, you expect that uh, working should have at least minimum uh, 1,500 and some few allowances here and there. And then you're working in a place where they are paying 200 Ghana cities. Because there's no job. So you got, maybe you became a shop attendant as a degree holder. Now, when you shut joy from operation, what's going to happen is that you will not serve with gladness. You will not serve with the right attitude. Now, what about if one of the clients coming to buy the things of your master holds the key to the better job? Now, because of not allowing joy to operate in you, you will shut that opportunity. And then you increase prayer for greater doors to be opened. But the doors come, but lack of joy does not make you access the doors. There are many of us that have lost great opportunities because joy was no oppression. I pray for you that you will not shut your joy from speaking. May joy be operational in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I have heard stories of young people who had a great opportunity to work in very big places just because of how with great joy and gladness they did the little that they have. In fact, let me tell you something. When you allow joy operate, you walk in the realm of gratitude all the time. A joyful person is a thankful person. A person without joy is not thankful. And when you don't have gratitude in you, you are not ready for the next altitude. You're not. You're not. So we see that Joseph approached them and I said something that it takes a person with joy to see someone who is sad and say, why are you downcast? Let, let me be of help to you. Let me be of help to you. He became a help to them, not knowing that his help was rather a bait to his next lifting. Hallelujah. So one of the things that joy helps you do when joy is operational in you, when you allow joy to operate, when you allow joy to operate, when you give room to joy to express himself or itself in you, what happens is that you maximize opportunities of lifting. Hallelujah. You maximize opportunities of lifting. I pray that you will maximize the opportunities of liftings in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sure by the time look at how uh, joy is given expression or joy is boosted. I'm sure that from today you begin to walk in that realm of joy. In the name of Jesus. We know about Jesus Christ. The Bible says who for the joy that was set before him. How, how can that be? Who for the joy that was said before? His focus was on the joy that was said before him. The, what God has said over his life inspired his joy. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to Jesus. The joy of the Spirit is working inside of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The joy is working in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now in Nehemiah chapter number 8 and verse number 10. is one of our scriptures for the month. He says, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. People of God, you see the benefit of joy. Joy carries the strength of the Lord. Joy brings strength. Joy brings strength. When joy is operation in your life, there's strength inside of you. When joy is at work inside of you, you can't be sickly in your body because joy brings strength. And I say that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Uh, the strength I see here is not just the usual human strength, but it's the ability of God at work in a man. When the joy of God is at work in a man, it is the strength and ability of God at work in a man. What happens is this, the man does things that are beyond his capabilities. 
Hallelujah. When the joy of the Lord is in you, it trans, how do I put it? It sends in spiritual hormones that gives you strength. And what you could not do in your normal strength, you're able to do beyond it. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. That power, the Holy Ghost working there, also allows joy to work. When joy is working, you're working a different dimension of strength. You're not weak any longer because joy is working on the inside of you. So the joy of the Lord, not the joy of man, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. I can't be weak anymore. I can't be beggarly anymore. I'm not a weakling because the joy of the Lord gives me strength on the inside of me. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let me just show you the three boosters of joy. How joy joy is fed by these things praise god now from galatians chapter 5 that we read let's look at something there again the first point is engaging the fellowship of the spirit engaging the fellowship of the spirit one way by which joy receives a boost to function fully in a christian is engaging the fellowship of the spirit now remember that we read and we said that but the fruit of the spirit is love so imagine the spirit as a tree and then these these are the fruits. one of the fruits that comes off from the tree is joy so it means that without the holy spirit there can't be the joy of the lord the presence of the holy spirit is the presence of the joy of the lord amen so it means that the more uh, pronounced in a way that the Holy Spirit is in a person's life, the more joy is speaking in that person's life. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians and uh, chapter number 13. And let's look at the verse number 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, hallelujah, and the communion, the fellowship, the union, the communion of the Holy Spirit, engaging in intimate fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we engage in intimacy. Now, as we engage in intimacy with the Holy Spirit, we are allowing joy to find expression. Why? Remember, he is the custodian of joy. He is the custodian. The source of joy is the Holy Spirit. The home of joy is the Holy Spirit. You're looking for joy. Joy is in the house called the Holy Spirit. So the more that the saint engages the Holy Spirit, you walk in joy. Have you realized that anytime you're engaged, the Holy Ghost goes low, you easily get depressed around you. But when you are engaged with the Holy Spirit in fellowship, it can be by praying in tongues. It can be by worship. It can be by talking to him as you're talking to a friend. As you are engaging him, the more conscious you are of him, the more his presence is with you. What it means is that the Holy Spirit, his presence with you comes with a, with a convoy. One of the cars is joy. Hallelujah. So as you engage the Holy Spirit, you are giving joy the room to express himself. 
Why? Because joy is one of the fruits of the spirit. Hallelujah to Jesus. So if you ever find any day in your life where depression is knocking at your door, just engage the owner of joy. Engage the, the carrier of joy. Engage the custodian of joy. He is the Holy Spirit. And how do I engage him? The communion. The koinonia. The fellowship of the spirit. The fellowship of the spirit. It's a fellowship. It's a fellowship of the spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, brahashia kalabaya. As you engage with him in the language he has blessed you with, there is a stereo on the inside of you, and joy finds expression. Praise the name of Jesus. It means that when I don't engage in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, I shut the expression of joy. Amen. Hallelujah. May you receive the grace to engage the Holy Spirit on a consistent basis. Hallelujah. You know the story in the book of John, chapter number two. Um, concerning the wedding the bible says that and the wine was finished and there's something about wine wine and happiness <laughs> people who drink tend to be happy hallelujah <laughs> something about wine and happiness amen in the same vein there's something about wine and joy amen paul said that be not drunk with wine but be drunk with the spirit he equates wine to the Holy Spirit's inflow in the life of a person. So just as wine will give temporal happiness, the wine of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, taking over a person, you are encapsulated by him, you are drunk by him, releases joy naturally. When you come under the influence, like under influence of alcohol, you behave like the alcohol. When you come the influence of the Holy Ghost, you behave like him. Joy just comes forth out of you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And we shall see one of the ways by which we engage the Holy Spirit. Because in that story, the Bible says that, and Jesus said they should fill the water pots with water. And they should draw out of the water pots. And then it became wine the mouth of the master of the ceremony. There is something, but there's a very sweet correlation between the word of God and the wine. There's a correlation between the word of God and the fullness of the spirit. Amen. So number two way to uh, strengthen or feed your joy is by fellowship in the word through meditation. Praise God. So how, how do I boost my joy? How do I give joy the right environment to express himself? Number one, by engaging in the fellowship of the spirit. Amen. Uh, the more drunk I am with him, the more I'm joyful. The less drunk I am with him, joy doesn't have full expression. I pray that you be drunk consistently with the Holy Spirit. Paul says, being, being filled with the Spirit. Being, being filled with the Spirit. It means that on a consistent basis, you must be always filled with the Spirit of God. Why? When I'm filled with him, when he's captured my heart, when he's captured my being, all that comes out of me, is joy people expect you to cry in very terrible situations you are smiling hallelujah and you know i said earlier on when joy is operational faith works so easily in fact you are most confused when joy is not at work you don't know what to say you can't even hear god when joy is not at work when joy is working you hear him clearly when joy is working you know what scripture to use in this situation but when joy is not working you lose balance you lose balance so sin of God, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Being, being filled with the Spirit on a consistent basis. Hallelujah. So number two, 
by fellowship in the word through meditation. Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse number 16. Jeremiah 15 and verse number 16. Oh, Jeremiah 15, 16. It says, your words were found. I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. Your words were found of me. Number one, found. And I ate them. Now, for you to talk about finding, it means there's a searching. Right? Yeah, to find me, there's a searching. Now, the word of God is not hidden. To you, the saint, it's not hidden to you. But there's a requirement of engaging the word diligently. Sitting on the word to discover what God has made available unto you. He said, I found it and I ate them. I found it. This is the process of meditation. Hallelujah. I found it. So how do I find? I read the word. I study the word. And I meditate the word. He said, your words were found and I ate them. You find the word and you consume the word. You eat the word. As you eat the word, what happens? Joy comes alive and there's a rejoicing. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to Jesus. So, how do I boost joy? I must sit on the word. What is God saying? If my joy or the joy of the Lord in me is finds its foundation on God's word revealed to me then when i sit on the word and find the word joy comes alive so strongly inside of me the word of god is a fuel station for joy when you sit by the word you fuel your joy there's a need for a sitting hallelujah not just glancing through doesn't glance through Relationships don't become joy because you see the person say hi to the person. When you sit to the person for a number of times, for hours, you get to know the person more and more. As you get to know, there's a certain gladness that comes to your spirit, man. The same with the word of God. You sit with the word. Sit with the word. Said your words were found and I ate them. The word must be eaten. Hallelujah. The word must be eaten. <laughs> the word that will stir up joy must be eaten. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. For example, I'm going through a certain situation. God has said some things concerning my life. That you are ordained for greatness. You are ordained for glory. But what I'm seeing around me does not look like what I see ahead of me. Then I go to God's word. And the Lord will say that weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night. For my light affliction is but for him. Ah, this one is for a moment. As you think over it. The spirit of God bruised over your mind. Because remember, we are engaging the Holy Spirit as the first point, And then we are in the word. So, the Holy Ghost is involved in this whole eating of the word as you are doing that what has happened is that your joy is becoming full why because your conviction on god becomes stronger and stronger mm. Mm. he said none shall lack their young none shall lack they shall not be barren in the land this is what i am seeing this barrenness is telling me and i get moody and i walk around in moodiness and i doubt some things about what god has said concerning me i go to the word of god what has god said number one god is not a man that he should lie he can't lie he doesn't know he can't lie he can't lie 
he can't lie. Uh, is his word himself? Yes, his word is himself. Uh, John 1 says in the beginning of the word was a God. So the word is God. So whatever is here, he, he meant it. He wasn't joking. And he has sealed with his blood. So it's effective. So if he has said it, it is true. It's not a lie. I take that word. I think over it. As I think, I'm rejoicing. As I think, I'm rejoicing. I'm speaking it back to myself. I'm hearing it again. I'm speaking. Joy is swelling up. Strength is increased. Strength is increased. I'm walking into my breakthroughs. Hallelujah. Your words were found and I ate them. Please, lazy people, don't eat the word. Because they don't eat, they don't find the joy. You can't be lazy around God's word. God's word requires a toiling. It's either you labor in his word and walk in his rest or labor in the world and be far away from rest. They're two different things. Either you labor in his word. The only labor we are supposed to labor is labor in his word. When we labor in his word, we walk into his rest. May you labor in the word of God and walk in the rest of God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Alright, number three is see things the way God sees them. It fuels your joy. When you are in the perspective of God, you walk in joy. There's a scripture that daddy made us read on Sunday, um, Psalm 30 and verse number 5. Psalm 30 and verse number 5. It says that let's take from verse 4 it says sing praise to the Lord you saints of his give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name for his anger is but for a moment his favor is for life weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning when daddy was sharing the scripture on Sunday something hit my spirit man when, when he talked about Jesus Christ as the bright morning star i sense that my spirit so strongly i can determine how long the night will last the night will last as long as you and i determine it now if morning brings joy and he is the bright morning star it means anytime he appears the night ends when he appears the night ends. The night can be 40 years if he has not appeared. The night can be just four minutes if he's appeared. Now, look at how they link the Holy Spirit engaging in fellowship. Number two, engaging the word of God. Remember, he reveals himself by his word. So when I engage the word, the bright and morning star appears in my night. The night ceases. It becomes a joyful time for me. So I can determine. It's not that, you see, what God has programmed for your life is not supposed to happen 100 years from now. It happens the day you accept it. It stays as long as you are rejecting it. The more you stay with his word and you find in his word, the night is over. The sickness will persist. Until I find it. Until it dawns on me that he, he himself took away my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Until that time, it will continue. Because he took it. Why am I having it? So if it's still there, there's something I've not discovered yet. So 
when the morning comes, joy has come. When Jesus appears, the morning has come. When the morning has come, joy has happened. Praise the name of Jesus. And how does he appear in our generation? Oh, let's look at this final scripture. Hebrews chapter number one. Are you with me? Is your joy speaking? Nothing can steal your joy, right? Hallelujah. I see you walking into realms of glory because of the joy of the Lord in you. Hallelujah. All right, it says, God who, verse 1, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the words. How does God speak? You remember, when God speaks, he has appeared. Wherever God's word comes, God has appeared in that place. The revelation of God's word is the revelation of God's presence. So, if God is speaking these last days by his son, and remember, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, he's the living word. When the word comes alive in your spirit, man, God has appeared. God has appeared, the morning has come. Morning has come, the night is over, joy has appeared. And that is why tonight I can tell you of a truth, that you are about to end some nights in your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. As soon as you discover, you uncover. It remains concealed until you discover what God is saying. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So how does my joy, three ways, there are many other things we're going to look at. There's worship and other things we're going to look at. But for this evening, three things I want to take note of and take it home. How do I boost the joy? How do I allow joy to express himself in my life? Number one, I must engage in the fellowship of the spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. Why must I engage? Because the Holy Spirit is the custodian of the joy. And so when I enter into an intimate fellowship with him, mm, joy begins to speak in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then number two, uh, we said that when we engage in the fellowship of the word by meditation, 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 you must baptize your mind into the word. Remember that the battles are not going on first of all outwardly is going on inwardly in your head remember second corinthians chapter 10 and verse number three he said that that though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh say for the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal, but they are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations hallelujah to jesus christ sometimes the, the depression and frustration comes when you are having wrong imaginations but when you engage in the word you begin to have god imaginations god imaginations fuels the joy and joy begins to speak loud hallelujah to jesus and then we must see things the way god sees them when we are seen in the light of god's word remember jesus christ once again the book of hebrews who for the joy said before him we were seeing burden but he was seeing joy ahead of him and what he was seeing influence his interpretation his interpretation influence his action and attitude praise the name of jesus how he interprets a situation is based on what you are seeing but i believe that from this very night you are seen differently in the name of the lord jesus the night and night seasons are ending for you because the morning has arisen over your life in the name of the lord jesus christ your joy will speak your joy will produce in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Your joy will speak. Your joy will produce. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember a story of a man that um, I, I monitored. I think I've shared it before. But I don't know if you remember. In, when I was in Canaan land. This man, the first day he came to church, I noticed him. He, he was not well dressed. But anytime he got to praise time, this guy will dance. And most times his dance was offbeat. But he so danced and he would sweat. He would so sweat that everything on him is wet. With sweat. And I kept watching him. At least for the next two years that I was in that place. Because that's the same place he sat. After a while, I realized that the man's clothes was changing. He was wearing very nice suits. He got married. Became better. Now look at something. When I spotted the man, he didn't look good. But there's one thing that looked good on him. His joy made him praise God in the midst of the turbulence. And things turned around. The reason you can't dance in praise is because the joy is not speaking. When joy is loud in you, you will dance in praise. When joy is loud in you, you will worship. You will not think about what you're going through. No, no, no. Why? Because you know that as you are worshiping, he inhabits the praise of his people. Things will turn around. And I watched that man's life transformed. Why? Because I remember the Bible says, um, David said that, the joy of your salvation that's the first thing you receive when you receive jesus christ the joy of salvation you've not laid hold on any physical thing but there's this joy this contentment this peace in your heart this calmness in your spirit man this man fueled that joy and over time he began to walk in the reality of everything that god has said about his life nobody can stop you from manifesting the glory of god in your life except you i pray for you today that you will take the diligence to engage the joy of god inside of you in the precious name of Jesus Christ.